0: Uh, good good afternoon uh the lunch break show and um today we we have a very special guest uh we have a dietitian, and today we'll be talking about uh nutrition um i think we will not only be focusing on uh on 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 athletes or on sports uh but also i think the the, the conversation will also um cover everyone as 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 we'd want to uh see it uh before we start let's do this all right um as I said, uh, when I started, we have a dietitian, named uh, um, Muloko Mechabe. I would I would want her to to introduce herself, and also get to share with us uh, what she does.
1: Okay, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Muloko Mechabe. I'm a dietitian. I'm a clinical dietitian by profession. I'm based in Pretoria. So uh, I'm running three private practices, but I have a very special interest in sports nutrition. I did my master's in sports nutrition, currently doing my PhD in sports nutrition. I'm also a part-time lecturer at University of Pretoria and at uh, Sefako Mahato University. So that is why I took um, (laughs) so long to get to this meeting because there is no time. And then other than that, I'm a mother of one and a wife as well. So um, people always ask me why I chose to be a dietitian. And I always say I didn't choose the profession. The profession chose me. So here's my story. Uh, You know, when you grow up in the rural areas, you don't... um, have much career guidance, uh, you go to varsity not knowing what you want to do, and um, with me, I always knew I was going to be in the health sector, but as to what, I didn't know. Um, there are pharmacy students who came to our school when I was in matric, and I got interested in pharmacy. And um, after completing my metric in 2007, I went to Medical University of South Africa to apply for pharmacy. And they told me that I was late. Um, I had to do, um, I couldn't do a late application. So they, I asked, uh, which courses are you left with? They said dietetics. They said occupational therapy. And they said, um, what, was, what else? Bachelor of Science and I just remembered in metric we had this section on nutrition it was very uh, intriguing to me and I just chose I randomly chose dietetics first year second year I didn't understand what the course was all about only in third year when we started going to the hospital I, I started witnessing the power of food in healing and also in preventing diseases right now I wouldn't trade my profession for anything. So I love being a dietitian.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you, you mentioned that you uh, you do advise in terms of sports. Uh, what made the, the shift uh, for you to focus specifically on, on, on sports?
1: Okay, when, during my first year of working, we call it um, community service. I used to work in Zanini, uh, Limpopo, and I used to go to the gym quite often. So when every, every day, actually, Monday to Thursday or Monday to Friday, I used to go to the gym. And I, I remember at school, we did sport nutrition, but it was just a minor chapter. We didn't focus much on it. So when I used to go to the gym, people that we gym with or gym mates, they would always come around with, Uh, some nutrition information, you know, people with all those internet uh, years and knowledge. So they would always come to me and say, use this, this and that, Uh, use whey protein. Uh, If you're trying to lose weight, use use that. Then I started being interested in the knowledge, like what do people who are involved in sport know, actually know about nutrition. So that's when I had an idea of registering my master's uh, in 2014. And my focus was uh, nutrition, knowledge, and dietary practices of uh, soccer and basketball athletes. So we're focusing on uh, young athletes. It was between the age of 13 and 24. And it was in different um, sports centers in Rustenbeck. And um, my results found that um, where that... Um, Soccer and basketball athletes don't have adequate knowledge when it starts to when it comes to nutrition. Like uh, they they don't know what protein is, they don't know what carbohydrates are, they don't know when to take uh, carbohydrates or the kind of snack that they need they needed to take post exercise and also their dietary habits they were involved in this uh, gimmick uh, weight loss methods that were yeah. not actually safe so that is why now for my phd what i'm trying to do is um develop an educational tool that is um, i'm still not sure if i should focus just on soccer athletes or if i should focus on runners so i'm still trying to uh, put together a protocol so it's developing a, an educational tool for exercising people, so that they know when to eat what. Because when it comes to sports, there we need to time our meals. We don't just eat. If you, for example, now if you are going to, the, if I'm going to the gym now in the next 20 minutes, and I eat um, four slices of bread, brown bread, which is high in fiber, and I drink milk, chances are when I get to the gym i'm going to have cramps in my stomach and that might uh, affect my performance when i'm trying to exercise so when it comes to exercise there is, is it is very necessary to time our meals we don't just eat whenever
0: okay. but then um one would want to understand uh, in terms of sports nutrition how is it different how is it different from uh, your average uh, nutrition or in terms of your clients that you work with um, do you offer like the same uh, maybe meal plans um, for Atlas specifically? Was it uh, and for sports? How is it? Dif- how, how is it um, different?
1: Okay, first uh, thing is people who are involved in sports they have increased nutritional requirements, uh, increased energy requirements. Unlike someone who is sedentary who doesn't exercise or who is not involved in in sports, their protein requirements, carbohydrates requirements, and their fat requirements are a little bit up there, and the fluid requirements are high. For a normal, an average person, we can. A drink one point, it's not supposed to be like that. If you are playing soccer, sorry about that. I think someone was trying to call me. So, yeah. if you are playing soccer and it's very hot, you are sweating a lot, your fluid requirements and your what we call electrolyte requirements, your sodium, your potassium are going to be up there. So, also different. Um, sports um what do we call there like we have different nutrition requirements for soccer people for basketball people for runners and all that so our nutrition requirements will will depend on the intensity of our exercise and also um how long does it take to for one um game mm.
0: Um, with, with, with that being said, is there, let's say for, for athlete, is there a specific, uh, diet that you'd recommend for athletes across, or you'd have to understand, uh, maybe the nature of sports, uh, that, that particular person is involved in?
1: Okay. When it comes to nutrition, nutrition is not a one size fits all. So you and I, we are different heights, we are different weights. So we can be playing soccer, both of us, but our requirements will not be the same. They will depend on age, your metabolic rate. It will depend on your height and your weight as well. But what I can recommend, um, like just as as, as a baseline or or as a guidance, I can say people need to have balanced meals. We have four different types of food groups. They don't function the same in the body. The first group that we have is uh, what we call the starch. You know, some people think starch is bad for us, but that is not the case. Our bodies need starch for energy. Our bodies need starch for fiber and uh, for vitamins and minerals as well. So the trick about starch is to go for more of your brown starches than your white starches. You know, when we were growing up they used to tell us that brown bread is healthier than white bread. And we didn't understand mm. why at, at, at that point. It's mainly to do with the fiber content. Fiber, I mean, uh, brown starches are less refined, so they have more fiber. Fiber is the roughage in food that is not digestible. So it helps us to pass um, things that the body doesn't, toxins, when we do number two, you see. So brown starches are always high in fiber, meaning they take time. To, to digest and then if they take time to, di- to digest it means they raise your blood sugar level slowly but if you're going to eat something like white bread because it's fluffy it doesn't have fiber that is why you can easily finish six slices of white bread and then two minutes later yes two minutes later yeah. you are hungry mainly because it doesn't have fiber. And because the digestion of white starches is very quick, it means they raise your blood sugar levels very quickly as well. So that will induce um, the secretion of hormone insulin. So insulin will increase in your blood and insulin is a storage hormone. You're going to store More you're going to gain weight. So, when it comes to starches, the quality matters. You need to choose your brown starches over your white starches brown bread, brown uh, pasta, brown rice and all those things they are very high in fiber and then the second group that we have is protein this is a very important group as well especially for athletes or for exercising people so protein is needed to build our muscles our muscles which we use to do every activity and also it they are regulating our metabolism as well so protein also the quality matters we need to choose more of our protein. I'm talking about meat, group, uh, um, bean, family, lentils, you know, uh, eggs, milk, cheese, and yogurt. So when it comes to the protein, we need to choose more of our lean meats. Healthy eating starts from the shop. So when you go grocery shopping, you're going to buy um, meat that doesn't have a uh, much fat skinless chicken when you buy daily products you stick to your low fat low fat milk low fat yogurt uh, low fat cheese or mozzarella cheese because mozzarella has um low salt and low fat content and then two to three times a week we need to eat the bean family you know when it comes to things like beans people think those are food for people who are disadvantaged or, 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 or yeah, something like that. But when, when we are talking of quality, the bean family is a better quality than meat because it doesn't have saturated fat that is not good for our heart. And it has more fiber and more iron as well. So we always recommend that people at least eat the bean family two to three times a week, in, either in the form of beans, um, lentils, um, butter beans, whatever form of beans, like they protect your heart against heart diseases as well. That is the second group, protein. The quality is lean meats, Low-fat dairy products and more of the bean family as well. The third group that we have is the fruits and vegetable group, which is food um, for your immune system. We've been seeing during our during this corona period that a lot of people are just panic buying vitamins and minerals. But if you are consuming enough fruits and vegetables a day, by saying enough, I mean five portions a day so five portions of um one portion of a fruit is one fruit one fruit one banana so a portion of a vegetable when it's cooked let's say spinach or cabbage it's half a mm-hmm. cup which is 25 meals and then uh, when it comes to a salad when a vegetable is not cooked we can have one standard cup which is 250 meals also 100 percent juices they count as one portion of a fruit but what we do when we drink them, we only use 125 mils of um, of the juice and dilute it with water. Because when we drink it just like that, it raises our blood sugar levels. We might end up over-consuming calories and gaining weight as well. Mm-hmm. So five portions of fruits and vegetables a day. And you don't uh, just say, I like a banana, and you eat bananas every day. You need to eat a variety of fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So different colors of fruits and vegetables, they represent what we call different phytonutrients, which are nutrients that are meant to fight diseases. In a banana, you can find phytonutrients that are meant to uh, to fight colon cancer, for example. And then in your berries, you find... Um, like phytonutrients that are meant to fight bacteria and viruses so it's very important that you eat all the colors that is why we say eat your rainbow eat your yellows eat your greens your reds all the colors so that you can get different types of phytonutrients the final group that we have is the fat group so when we say people should avoid fat we're not referring to all fat. we are referring to the saturated fat that comes from animals that is not good for our heart. but there is fat that is healthy which is mono unsaturated fat or polyunsaturated fat this kind of fat we get it from your avocado we get it from your olives We get it from your seeds, uh, your chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, uh, flax seeds, the ones that we add in our cereals. We can also get this healthy fat from fish. We can get it from your olive oil and canola oil. I see a lot of people have a tendency of using um, what do call this? Coconut oil, which they think it's healthy. It's been on fashion for five That's years. But I want to tell EAs, I want to tell everyone that maybe coconut oil is healthy when you use it on your hair or on your skin. But when it comes to your health, it's not something that you should be taking because it's 90% saturated fat. If you can look at coconut oil at room temperature, it hardens so when it gets to your blood vessels it does the same thing and causing like plaques in your blood vessels which can be a risk for heart diseases heart attacks and strokes so coconut oil i don't honestly i don't recommend it if you are looking uh, for a better option that is olive oil but olive oil is quite expensive alternatively you can use canola oil in my house i use canola oil because it's much cheaper So when we say someone is having a healthy diet, it is having a starch, a protein, either a fruit or a vegetable and healthy fat. For example, in the morning, let's say you are are eating uh, oats, for example. Oats is your starch. You add low-fat milk or fat-free milk. That is your protein. And then you add you can add just a handful of uh, berries or whatever fruit that we have at home. You slice um, a banana or an apple, you add it there. Then you can add a teaspoon of seeds there. Then that is a very healthy breakfast which has food for energy, food for your muscles. Um, for your immunity and then healthy fat for 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 hormones in your body for making hormones in your body even when you're having a salad a simple thing like a salad it needs to be balanced it can have corn as the starch, and then maybe left over chicken from yesterday as protein and then the greens come by your lettuce Mm -hmm. then you must add avocado or some olives there as, as some sort of um healthy fat Also, same applies to smoothies. Exercising people like using smoothies, but they make them in the wrong way. So you just add five uh, fruits in a blender and blend them and drink them. You end up consuming a lot of calories. When you are having a smoothie, Mm -hmm. it must be balanced as well. You can have maximum of two fruits. Let's say you're having a tropical one. Maybe you have half a cup of mango sliced and then banana there. And then you add um, low fat milk or plain yogurt. And then you add uh, your peanut butter as your source of both protein and fat. So your smoothies need to be balanced as well.
0: yeah, um, I think one one thing that that also comes to mind in terms of when we when we deal with with athletes, uh, it's the issue of um, hydration. Uh, you'd find that um, some athletes uh, would replace um, drinking water. Uh, they would rather go for uh, a sports drink. So where do we draw the line to say this is how much um, energy drink you should have as compared to your normal hydration where people uh, drink water?
1: Okay, so when you are having energy drinks, not energy drinks, the sports drinks, because there's a difference. Sports the energy drinks, yes. Yeah. The sports yeah. drinks, uh, I was having one just now. Yes. <laughs> <is>. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So when we are talking about, and it shouldn't be more than uh, five hundred meals. and most of the time we recommend them if someone is going to be exercising for more than an hour, where you're going to be losing a lot of uh, salt, body salts, and a lot of uh, water. So if your exercising is just a thirty minutes walk, I mean thirty minutes run, um, forty five minutes uh, soccer game. Not really necessary, but it's if it's more than that, or sometimes when you are practicing when it's really, really hot and you can see that the, the, the salt um, losses are a lot, you've been sweating a lot, we can recommend that. And it shouldn't be more than 500 uh, mils.
0: 500 ml, okay. And then um, I think also with, with, with supplements. Um, let's on how do we how do we strike a balance Um, we find that athletes lose um, they sweat they do all all these um, heavy heavy uh, workouts where do we or when do we say take supplements um, or take a certain portion
1: okay you know uh, most people don't know this but it's but it's really possible to meet your nutrition requirements without supplements the other day I was uh, I had a talk with my husband like he went to the shop to this cam and he spent around 1200 on on different types of supplements all these things are not really necessary if you are having a, a balanced diet you see and all I can say I cannot say to you now uh take um 600 milligrams of calcium when when you don't have I, I haven't assessed you and checked if you have calcium deficiency. So it's always really wise to involve your healthcare professional when you're going to start taking supplements. Supplements are meant for people who are at high risk of nutrient deficiency. For example, those athletes who are vegetarian, they are less likely to meet. calcium requirements, then we will need to um, supplement them. They are less likely to meet vitamin B12 um, requirements, so we are more likely to to supplement them. So, when it comes to supplementation, it's really it's not always um, necessary. Just visit your healthcare professional, because sometimes you even buy supplements that have the same thing. For example, you can get a supplement that has zinc, and calcium then you get the other one that has zinc and vitamin c so if you take both when you take zinc in excessive amounts, the, it's not going to enhance your immune system, but it's going to suppress it. So it's really necessary nowadays. We have uh, all these qualified professionals in our. I'm, I'm not sure about Botswana, but in South mm. Africa, we have dietitians in healthcare centers, in clinics. You don't. You no longer get them in hospitals or in the private sector. You can go to a clinic mm. and find your dietitian. Go to a health um, care center and find a dietitian. It's really wise to use these services unlike sometimes you can even overdose especially on the fat soluble vitamins vitamin a mm. d e and k it's really you can um it can lead to toxicity if you take a lot of those so very necessary that we involve our healthcare professional oh,
0: yeah um you you mentioned also um issues where athletes are vegetarians and um we we we've had conversation or we've had people say um athletes who are vegan uh or or, or vegetarians usually don't perform uh, at their optimal best as compared to uh the normal athletes
1: okay what all i know is um vegetarian diets it's not always everyone who's on vegetarian diets who's who's going to be able to meet their energy requirements there are protein requirements and different uh, vitamins and mineral requirements. There are a few people who know how to to be vegan, who who know how to do the vegetarian diet really well. Because uh, when it comes to the diet that you and I are having, we have different sources of protein. You can eat your fish, you can eat your 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 chicken, you can eat your mincemeat. But when it comes to vegetarian diet, we only get uh, protein from things like um, your bean family, you get tired of them. And also there are bioavailability, meaning after being digested, uh, the availability of amino acids is not that great. So in that way, we can recommend uh, supplementation. So I cannot say everyone who's following, okay, unless if there's a study that was done on that, I cannot yeah. say that is true, but all I know is vegetarian diets have have their just like any other diet they have their pros and cons, so most of the time it's um losing your muscles mainly because you're not taking enough protein, also having issues with your nerves because you're not getting vitamin B12, which is very um crucial for the nervous system as well
0: um with that being said are we are we then saying? uh vegans need more supplements uh maybe to complement some of the, the deficiencies that might that they might have
1: yes and it's also possible that when you visit a dietitian they can plan a diet for you that is balanced that has all the recommended or your nutrition requirements so that uh you don't buy a lot of supplements as well because i know it's a struggle for, uh, to meet uh, those nutrition requirements when you're just on your own, but if you visit a dietitian or your nutritionist, they will be able to calculate and uh, have a diet plan for you that meets your requirements.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, with with us currently, what's happening in Muzona? I think uh, sports has been suspended for like for like a year. Uh, there hasn't sure. been any yeah, there's been any any activity except for for national team. Um, events that have been then there, but um, one would then ask, in terms of uh, with the COVID era, athletes, how then should athletes adjust uh, in terms of the the uh, the requirements that we may we may we may need in terms of boosting our immune, immune system?
1: Okay, like I told you, how to build a healthy diet uh, in the beginning. Okay. I think that is how they are supposed to do. And just because sport is suspended, doesn't mean they have to stop exercising. There are exercises that we can do at home, just to keep healthy, just to keep fit, so that when we go back to uh, to the field, it's not going to be a struggle as well. So if you make sure that your meals are balanced, having your high quality diet, which consists of um, whole wheat, whole grain. carbohydrates which is your brown your brown daily product and also um uh, meat that doesn't have too much fat or lean meats Mm -hmm. and then also we have more vitamins i mean more fruits and vegetables include the bean family as well two to three times in a week and we hydrate they should be
0: fine um there's a there's, there's a comment that someone sent me here um are how how effective or how good is someone who uh, an athlete who likes to eat pap is it is it okay for them
1: okay when you are eating pap you know i know the internet always bashes pap uh, they'll tell you that pap is bad for you so we grew up eating pap eating healthy doesn't mean we we we, we need to start eating the western diet our starches must be couscous and all these yeah. fancy things so we grew up eating pap, we grew up eating bread, we grew up eating dinawa, you know. So um, the issue with pap is during the milling process, uh, the fiber is destroyed. So pap is very low in fiber. But I cannot say you need to stop eating pap. All I can say is when you are having pap, always make sure that there is some vegetable there, some morojo, spinach there, or cavity there so that the the fiber content of the whole meal is up there but if you're going to be eating pap and meat every day there is no fiber you might start experiencing constipation as well so i am a dietitian that eats pap i'm sure four times a week i'm eating pap in my house rice uh, pasta is just here and there we grew up eating pap so nobody must tell us to stop eating
0: pap Uh okay I, I think maybe um just to share uh if you like a few maybe uh observations that you've had. Uh we often hear or, or see conversations where people are talk about um how superfoods uh should actually be part of um athletes diet um and for someone who's who's not an athlete but I follow sport um I'd want to understand how are they different uh, from the foods that we normally eat. Can you maybe explain what super, uh, superfoods are?
1: We, as dietitians, we don't believe in what we call superfoods. Okay, I can say when, when, okay, for example, grapes, uh, or the berries, uh, they are involved, they have a lot of vitamin C, they are involved in, um, in immune boosting, but it doesn't mean Grapes are now superior than rice because rice also has some of the things that grapes don't have. So we believe in having everything in moderation because if I can say to you now, you need to eat grapes to prevent cancer, then you're going to be taking grapes alone. But it shouldn't be like that. When you are having a balanced diet, it because what you find in the starches is not what you find in the vegetables or in the fruit. So it's very important that you have different types of food per meal, different types of food groups. If, uh, as I've given you an example, that like what do you find in oats? You have your oats with low-fat milk and you add some fruits there so that you have different types of nutrients because if I can say to you, you need to eat berries now to prevent cancers. So it's not berries alone that are going to prevent cancer. So really praising one food for disease prevention or for health, I think it's dangerous because um, no single nutrient can work alone.
0: Oh yeah, um, and then one would want to to understand maybe for for athletes across. Um, what would you say maybe are, maybe dietary guidelines that they should uh, follow?
1: I think I've just given you the guidelines in terms of yeah. the the right type of um, starches to eat, the right type of um, protein to have, the fat to have. So in addition to that, I can say when you eat a solid meal, it must be three hours before exercising to prevent um, gastrointestinal discomfort as you are going to exercise. Make sure when you eat, it's two to three hours before you can um you can go exercising unless if you're going to have something light, like in april maybe an hour as a snack pre-exercise snack and then post-exercise after exercising within an hour after exercising your body goes through what we call an anabolic period it's on a building mood that is why you see people who are involved in bodybuilding uh, often um drink uh, all these protein shakes, mainly because within an hour after exercising, your body goes through an anabolic period. If you can have something that is protein-based, then you are likely to build muscles. And the more muscles you have, the healthier you are. For the people that I work with, I normally recommend about one serving of um, whey protein because studies show that you only need around 20 grams of whey protein within an hour after exercising to build your muscles and also to recover from exercising. If you're going to be having uh, more than 20 grams, it is just a waste because it doesn't help.
0: Um, I think in, in, in closing, um, I, would, I would want to get maybe your, your, your final words. Uh, and then also share with the athletes um we have some who are watching now uh, but uh some have, have have resumed training um what would you say to them those that are currently training um yeah
1: Okay, I would say uh, to them, uh, they need to avoid the quick fixes and they need to avoid booty yo-yo dieting. You know, when it comes to nutrition, we need to start building habits that are going to last for for a lifetime. If I say to you now, stop eating starch, you are going to maybe be able to stop for two months to three months. Eventually, you'll start craving starch. I mean, starch, and eat it. But if we build habits that are sustainable, like, for example, if you were eating brown bread, I mean, white bread, now you go to white bread, you are changing your eating habit- habits, you are changing the, the quality of your diet as well. And we don't uh, expect it to be perfect at a go. If you were drinking just one liter of water and now it has improved to 1.5 liter to 2 liters, that is a sustainable change that someone is... Um, I mean, someone is having. So if you are having fatty meat, you're having a burger today, pizza today, tomorrow, and then the next day it's chips. Now you can only have those once a week. You are building sustainable changes. So nutrition, uh, when it comes to nutrition, we don't need to work on quick fixes. You need to build habits that are sustainable, that are going to carry you through for example, if um, you, you, you drink uh, this weight loss shakes, uh, you're going to lose weight, you feel that, oh no, lockdown, I've gained a lot of weight. And then you're trying to lose it and you go for shakes.
0: Sorry about guys. Uh, I think we, we lost our guest uh, for a bit there. Um, hopefully she'll, she'll reconnect, and then we can um, continue the conversation. So, for those that are that are watching at the moment, uh, if you have any any questions that you'd want um, our dietician uh, to uh, to answer, uh, do send in through tap them in the comment section. So, let's welcome her back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Back. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know what happened. So I was saying, yeah. if you have a habit of losing weight through shakes, what's going to happen on days when you don't have money to buy the shakes? And the other thing is you cannot live on shakes forever, but we can live on uh, brown starches forever. You can eat those things forever. You'll never get tired of them. You'll never get tired of a varied diet. The other thing is we are not saying people should not eat junk food at all. But we are saying at least eight to ninety percent of the time your diet should be of the highest quality, and there will be that ten percent where let's say it's your birthday or on days where you are just craving a beggar it's not a sin to have that as long as it's a once in a while thing as long as you visit it you don't do it regularly, especially when you are going to be having like uh, special events.
0: Yeah. Uh- all right. Um from, from what you what you had mentioned, is, is it then vital to, to say uh that clubs or maybe uh national team federations should have um someone like you as part of their, their technical teams or as part of their uh their teams? Because definitely yeah, because with athletes. Yeah. Uh, a balanced diet, I know a few things, but not uh, in depth like you, uh, you are mentioning at the moment.
1: Yes, so I think it's very important, like I told you for my master studies, I I, have, I did over 200 participants, and it showed that they don't really have knowledge, their dietary practices are bad, they eat a lot of junk food. So having a um, dietitian or a nutritionist in a, in a team will help in improving the dietary habits and the knowledge of athletes. Remember, for us to be able to make... Uh, good nutrition habits or to change our dietary habits, we need to be well-informed or well-educated. So that's where dietitians and nutritionists come in to educate. For example, if you go to the doctor now and they tell you that you have diabetes and here is your medication, And they don't even explain to you what diabetes is, what are the risk factors. So sometimes you won't feel the need to take that medication. But if a doctor can sit you down and say, you have diabetes these are the risk factors these are the complications Uh, if you don't take care of your diabetes this is what is going to happen to you this is how we want you to eat and i'm giving you this dose of medication a well-educated person will be able to take care of themselves but if i can just say to you um red meat is bad for you or I can just say to you, daily is bad for you without further elaborating. Like you won't take me serious, but if we do a proper nutrition education as an intervention, that can help.
0: All right. Um. I I hope and think uh, some of our sports people are watching, some of our uh, federations are watching and uh, they'll take the, the information that you just shared, the advice that you shared to to uh, to heart and try at least to to implement some of the things that you uh, that you had mentioned uh memo Memoluk, i would like to in closing say thank you for for joining uh for joining the show uh, i know we've been communicating for for a while now a possible mm. delay. uh but i think i'm i'm happy uh that we finally managed to to do the interview and also i've left uh the your email address for those that would want to. Uh, get in contact with you uh, to ask whatever it is, seek your services. Um, so yeah, in closing, any last words?
1: Okay, in, in uh, closing, I can say take care of your body and uh, your body will take care of you. For you, to be, for you to be able to be a successful athlete, you need to make sure that, that, that your eating habits or your dietary habits are also good because nutrition plays a vital role in not just in your health but in your sport performance, in your recovery from exercising as well.
0: All right. And uh, for those that are watching, we are calling it a day. Thank you for for those that have been watching and uh, we'll see you again on the next episode. Uh, Bemuloko, thank you for for joining. All right.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, bye.
0: Bye. The last break show, last uh, episode of the week. Uh, Thank you guys for, for watching. And uh, for those that have uh, questions about uh, what to eat and what not, I left the doctor or the dietician's number or email it's running across. So if you have any any questions about it, uh, do contact her and uh, we'll definitely uh, be in touch. So it's arrived from us. Uh, As we always do, let's sign out.